welcome to the Tabletop Games blog topic discussion. Uncertain Death It's always interesting to see how different games decide when they end. There are so many different ways of ending a game. Some games are played over a fixed number of rounds and others end when a certain goal or goals are achieved. There are also games that have a slightly more random timer. What happens when the game ends is also not always the same. In some games all players get one more turn or the current round is played out. Other games end immediately and nobody gets another chance. In this article I want to look at how all of these different endings create different player experiences. Let's look at games where the end of the game is triggered after a fixed number of rounds. In these games everyone will get the same number of turns. Just think of games such as Sagrada or Aquamarine. Nobody can complain that they didn't see the end coming, especially not if there is a clear round tracker. Everyone should be able to map out how many actions they have and roughly plan what they will be able to do from start to finish. I know most games don't allow you to plan everything in detail, but at least you do get a sense of what might be possible. That's especially useful when you know how many points you like to get from which parts of the game. It also helps if you have a sense of the number of points you have at the end of the game. Dividing the potential points total by the number of rounds or actions gives you a useful average to aim for. It also allows you to track your progress during the game. You will roughly know if you are ahead or falling behind. The games that end after a fixed number of rounds are pretty predictable and predictability creates a sense of comfort. It's the unknown people don't tend to like. As a player you will know how much longer you have to endure this game if you don't get on with it or how little time you have left to win. On the whole games with a fixed number of rounds allow you to plan better. They therefore tend to feel more enjoyable. Games that don't have a fixed number of rounds but that end when one or more objectives are met either by a single player or several of them are a lot less predictable. Games with these sort of endgame triggers include Undaunted Normandy and Adventure Games The Dungeon. However, there is still usually a way of working out how close you are to the end of the game. Often you will be able to tell how close to completing a goal players are, so you still get a sense of how much time there is likely left. There is still more of a sense of surprise when a player whose goals seem to be a way of completing pulls off an amazing combo and suddenly finishes the game. Your hope of getting two or three more turns to finish your own goal is dashed. All you can do is try to get as many points as possible to pull into second place. That level of uncertainty creates excitement and tension. When the tension is suddenly released it usually creates strong emotions. When everyone is on the edge of their seat and itching to take their turn to finish the game but someone else gets there first it's just glorious. Usually it creates feelings of joy and happiness but of course it can also turn into disappointment. I hope as adults we have learned to deal with it, especially in the context of board games. Some games don't have a fixed number of rounds but also no specific objectives. Instead there is some sort of timer. It might be a deck of cards where the bottom so many cards contain an endgame trigger at a randomly shuffled position like in Dominate Species Marine. Timed games give you a rough idea of when the game is likely to end but you can never be sure. When these games end 
there'll be a similar sense of happiness or disappointment as there is in objective games. The main difference is that nobody will ever get a sense of how close they are to finishing the game. Instead, everyone will hope that the game continues just one more round. Everyone just wants to complete their plans and score a few more points that might clinch victory. Irrespective of how endgame triggers are decided, there's then still the question of whether the game ends immediately, or if the round is finished, or if every player gets one more turn. If you finish a round or everyone gets one more turn, you tend to feel like you at least have another chance at getting a few more points to get to second place. The game sort of gives you a second chance. Some games even have the option of you winning if you get the most points. You don't necessarily win just because you're the first to finish. All of these things give you a sense of control. You don't feel cheated out of victory. You don't feel like you are unable to see through your plan. That's opposed to games that end immediately, like Scythe. Most people think that this sort of ending is unfair. You want to be able to at least have one more turn just so that you can carry out the actions you have planned for so long and get the points you think you deserve. Games that end immediately create a sense of resentment, and I've heard quite often how games groups house rule them to allow everyone one more turn. I think games that end immediately are absolutely fine. As long as you know that's what happens from the start, you can plan for them. As you can see, there are many different ways a game can end. Endgame triggers vary quite a bit and create quite different gameplay experiences. What do you think about the way games end? How do you feel about different endgame triggers? Do you hate it when a game ends suddenly and unexpectedly? Maybe you feel you deserve one more turn. Do you like games that have a fixed number of rounds? As always, please share thoughts in the comments on the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog Topic Discussion Podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages, links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by my generous supporters. Royal Patron, Sean Newman. Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Gavin Jones, Sarah Reed, Richard Simpson and Tim Vernick.